Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the league. Not a player was stirring, not even Jeff Teague. Their jerseys were hung and their lockers with care, in hopes the O'Brien soon would be there. The Kings were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of playoff games danced in their heads. With Fox in his headband and Buddy untucked, tonight versus the Warriors, tomorrow the Bucks. When down through the lane, Willie made such a clatter, rejected by Holmes as he climbed up the ladder. Doug lost his mind in his fancy bow tie, and he said, he's a bring your lunch pail to work type of guy. Now Belly, now Buddy, now Joseph and Yogi, on Bagley, on Deadman, on Harry and Bogey. From the end of the bench to the guys on the floor, as the blowout ensued, the crowd gave out a roar. Grant ended the night with a message of joy. Merry Christmas to all, and to all an all oh boy. Welcome to the Sack Lunch Podcast with Matt and Matt. Matt? Oh, the little uh, NBC? Yeah, that's either uh, the best music or the worst music. Depending on if we won or not. Yeah. Yep. And tonight we won. Yep. So, Matt, uh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. We got 10 days until Christmas. Indeed. So, it's coming up. I wanted to ask you, um, just out of curiosity... Do you uh, do you have any Christmas traditions that you and your family share each year? Yeah, we do. Uh, we like to look at um, we like to drive around and look at lights at least once or twice before the uh, before the Christmas day. Normally, we do East Elk Grove uh, one night, and then the next weekend we'll do um, Laguna. Okay, so you yeah. break it. You break up Elk Grove into two. Well, yeah. there's a lot to see. Even then, you can't see all the neighborhoods. You kind right. of have to pick and choose. Yeah, we try and go in like the Laguna forums on Facebook and see where where the the hot. Right, you guys are, are serious about yeah, this. Yeah, you know, you don't want to waste your gas. We have just a couple neighborhoods that we know are typically pretty good, and we'll hit those. And we always like to grab like a Starbucks drink or something. To, oh, we went uh, to Dutch Bros last night. Yeah. yeah, I was actually in your court last night. Didn't tell you it's a little creepy, but what? Yeah, uh, we were checking out your Snoopy. Oh, yeah, my, my eight-foot Snoopy that I got at Lowe's on Black yeah. Friday a couple of years ago, yeah. <laughs> so about uh, Christmas morning? Do you have any anything you do then? Yeah, we do, and it actually um, stems from my childhood. So growing up, we would do our stocking gifts and then go have breakfast, which was always sweet rolls and hot chocolate. Okay. And then we would Healthy. head over... Yeah. What's that? Healthy. Yeah, I know, right? Well, it's Christmas, right? The health is overrated on Christmas <laughs> morning. Come on. So, and then we would uh, head over to the tree for for big gifts and so we've kind of done that even before kids and emily and i have and we still do that now where we'll open our our stockings have some breakfast and then head over to the tree for main gifts so that's that's kind of our main i like that that's a good that's a good rotation what about you what what do the smiths do on christmas um we we go to the christmas eve service uh at church christmas eve is also my birthday so we parlay that into a dinner at my parents we used to go out to a restaurant but then it's like that gets a little you know loud and you can't really talk to everybody when you're at a restaurant with a you know big table so it's better to go with my parents so we do that i get my my birthday present gifts sometimes if we're antsy we open gifts on christmas eve but recently we've been waiting for christmas morning i think that's best but to each his own yeah, yeah we always got to open one 
gift on Christmas Eve growing up, but it yeah. was always like the one from my aunt that was like <laughs> a Mickey Mouse umbrella or something. No, yeah. my great aunt or something. Yeah, it was like, you know, a, an obscure a calendar. <laughs> gift. Yeah, it wasn't one of the main gifts or anything but still you're you're still excited it gives you a little taste right you know, well i always got i had my birthday so i didn't have that problem that's but. true you got to open a lot of gifts on christmas eve yeah so. all right well that, that's cool and uh hopefully the kings uh make winning a tradition here in the near future but uh we had five games since the last full episode that we've done uh not including the uh the mini little hype episode that we had to do after yeah. after Belly hit that big shot. But uh, we had games against the Mavericks and the Rockets, of course, the back-to-back, uh, finishing up that Texas road trip. And then we were at home against the Thunder and the Knicks. And then, uh, quote-unquote, on the road across the bay against the, the Warriors tonight. So right. uh, currently the Kings are sitting at 12-14, and 14, which is good for the seventh seed mm-hmm. in the West. The thing that I was noticing, though, is that we're closely trailed by the Suns, the Thunder, the T-Wolves, the Spurs, the Blazers, and even the Grizzlies are only a couple games back. So I'm happy to see that the Kings are in it, but it's very much an open race right now in the Western Conference for those bottom playoff spots, Matt. Yeah, we're in the seventh seed, which is great. I mean, I'm not... uh, To be honest, I'm not complaining. I've complained a lot this season after some tough losses like the Spurs loss. You know, never. The Knicks loss was bad, but really, I mean, without Bagley and Fox for the majority of the season, if you were to say, hey... December 15th, we're in the seventh seed all alone. Are you going to be happy with that? Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and hey, let's point out the fact that our schedule has been very road-heavy so far this season. Mm-hmm. So we've played 15 games on the road so far to only 11 at home. And that's, you know, there's we've got, what, three more on the road this coming week as well? Right. And so... So it's going to be 18 to 11. So we have had a pretty road schedule, yeah. uh, road heavy schedule, uh, beg pardon. And a and, difficult one, too. Yeah, and teams that are not necessarily pushovers except for, like, the Knicks, right. ones that we should win. <laughs> it's, I feel like the Knicks, game, so weird, yeah. the Knicks game should have looked more like what tonight's Warriors game looked like. But, you yeah. know, hey. And I'm sure we'll get into that later when we break them down. But. Yeah, so let's uh, break them down chronologically, one at a time here, okay. uh, as quickly as we can, I guess, since there's five games to get to. But we'll start out uh, in Dallas, mm. where the Kings beat the Mavericks 110-106. to And we mentioned in our uh, mini-episode that Corey Joseph held Luka to 27 points, which, you know, he averages 29. Mm-hmm. But the next night at Detroit, he put up 41 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists. So he's clearly Ooh. capable of monster nights. Money, yeah, yeah. He did. I thought we did a really good job on him. Um, whether it was Joseph on him individually or as a team effort, sometimes we would trap him. He he had a lot of turnovers as well, um, and so we, I thought we did really well against him. Bielitsa had a great game: thirty points, seven rebounds, four assists, a steal, and a block in thirty-three minutes. Um, Epic belly game. He Sometimes he just isn't in the game. Like he'll get into foul trouble early, and mm-hmm. you just don't see him for the rest of the night. And then other nights, he's the reason why we win. I know. Um, so I mean, yeah, he, he was doing a little yeah. bit of everything on that Texas trip. But yeah, then there's the games where he's like the ghost of Christmas past and just disappears <laughs> on us. So yeah. and really, I mean, we were up that whole game. We led wire to wire. Uh, we were up by 24 at one point, and it, it got actually really close at the end, and, and we got away with a foul on Luca at the end. That, that probably would have tied the game. But I know. Who cares? Uh, Tim Hardaway was keeping a minute. He had 29 points, uh, 10 for 13 from the field, 9 from 11, uh, 
nine for twelve. From, Dude, he from was distance. on fire. Yeah, he was just coming down every time, heat check, and just hitting him. He was looking like his dad out there. I know, <laughs> <laughs> but he had a good game. Twenty six points, four boards, five assists. I thought, I thought that was maybe Buddy's best game of the season because he came off his maybe worst game of the season when he had that defensive blunder against the Spurs, and then. Um, Picked it up with, you know, not forcing his shot, looking for his, yeah. his teammates and making some. It time. wasn't his top scoring game of the season, but mm-hmm. he, I liked the five assists because he was getting teammates IQ, involved. Yeah, and yeah. he was more efficient that game. Yeah. So I thought he yeah. grew. So we mentioned the Mavericks game, and then the other one that we talked about a little bit already was, of course, the Rockets game. The Bielitsa yeah. to go home happy from Grant <laughs> doesn't get old. Um, yeah, no, that was that was awesome, and that was another game where Corey Joseph's defense was key because Harden was held to 27 points, and Harden averages 39 a game. That's insane. Uh, now Westbrook did have a season high 34. He did, but um, I'd say if you, if Westbrook is the guy, uh, you're going to have more luck than if Harden is the guy who who's on fire. That's Harden on fire is 55, 60 points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we we had a good scheme there. I heard they actually, they like Walton kind of invented the scheme against the Rockets on the fly. They were actually practicing it in the hotel ballroom. They like set up some tape to make a free throw line. And then they were like practicing it without even basketballs or anything. Really? Yeah. And then they went out uh, and and did it. That's (laughs) cool. Yeah. I like that. Play, uh, yeah. some, some notable stat lines in that game. Uh, Holmes had 16, eight, uh, 16 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 steals, and also 2 blocks in 36 minutes, so he had a big night. Wow, yeah. uh, Barnes had a nice night, 19 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, and a block. And then Buddy had another pretty solid game, 26 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, and 33 minutes. That game was nuts. Yeah. I mean, anytime you play a really good team on the road, you're going to need everybody to be having a, you know, a, a good game and pitching in, and, and we... You know, according to the stats here, we did that. Yeah, and we mentioned it was really a back-and-forth game. There was actually 13 lead changes in this game, with the mm-hmm. Kings leading by as much as 9 at one point and the Rockets leading by as much as 11. Yeah, I remember watching it just thinking to myself, I'm actually okay if they lose because we played really well. Mm-hmm. It was on our second half of a back-to-back. And on the road. Yeah, versus the Rockets, I was just like, you know what, I'm I'm okay. And then Belly hits it, just icing on the cake. You know, that's just... Money. Thank you, Belly. Money. So the Kings keep it rolling. Uh, They came home to play against the Thunder, and they won that game 94-93. to Yeah, they did. Uh, This game was significant for the Kings because it was the return of Marvin Bagley III Mm -hmm. after he missed 22 games due to a fractured thumb that he suffered on opening night. Yeah. What were your uh, initial thoughts when you looked at Bagley? Well, he was... I thought he was rusty. There was times that on the offensive end he looked a little lost, and his teammates looked a little lost too. I mean, I know they practice with him, and they're not like uh, – it's not a foreign idea that he's on the team, but when you haven't been playing with somebody and then all of a sudden he just gets put into the lineup, um, the flow can get messed up a little bit, and I thought I saw that. You know, And he did airball his first shot of the night He did, too. yeah. I was actually at that game. Uh, we were able to give him a little big ovation, which is cool. And then okay. I think he maybe had a little too much pressure, and he, he did. Did anybody him give ball. him the air ball? Not at home. No, no okay. you do that to the the opposition. We okay, to, good, know, good. Get him next time, bags. I mean, he had some good. Uh, he had some good moments. So he had a big putback dunk, uh, some energy plays, um, and Holmes is really. Uh, um, the man and he came in, you know, late and Bagley didn't even really play in the in the, the latter half of the fourth quarter. And 
Yeah, the thing that I didn't like in this game was that Bagley was getting his minutes purely as the backup five. And so all of his minutes were coming at Rashawn Holmes' expense, which I'm not a fan of because I feel like Holmes has been a big reason for the Kings' success this season. Right. Yeah, do not take away minutes from Rashawn Holmes, please, Luke Walton. Uh, Yeah. We beg you. And I remember several episodes back, I said that at some point, Luke Walton is going to have to figure out the, the rotation yeah. of the big men and you, on this yeah, team. Yeah, he said he gets a little screwy with the big men. Yeah, and so this is where he's going to have to kind of figure this out. And it's tricky because he's just returning from an injury, so you don't really know which Marvin Bagley you're going to get. Yeah. But I, I, either way, I don't think it's a good idea to take that many minutes away from Sean Holmes. And really, Bagley should not be—he is not a center. Let's. I, I don't care how tall he is. I'm He's okay very, with him getting a few minutes there, yeah. especially when it's like a smaller team. It depends or, on matchups. He's, yeah, the lineup very, that they're. He's very skinny. Right. And against Stephen Adams and Nerlens Noel, he was he was getting mobbed. He was getting bullied a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Buddy had another nice game. Twenty three, seven and six. I like the the trending assists for yeah. Buddy. Um, he's he's distributing. He's passing the ball. Uh, Barnes really struggled this game. He only had five points on two of nine shooting. Yeah, he had a rough game. A lot of it for Barnes is matchups. If, if he's matched up against somebody who's smaller and lighter than him, I feel like we uh, look to feed him in the post more. But if not, then he kind of just floats around the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Kings really came back in the second half on this one as well, because in the they second did. half they outscored the Thunder by 10, 56 to 46, uh, which ended the Thunder's three-game winning streak. Yeah, we were down 14, which is apparently when we do our best work, is when we're down by double digits. Um, yeah, and when we're up by it. that much is when we do our worst work, apparently. I know, so. I know. I don't understand, but uh, you know, basketball is a game of runs, I guess. But yeah, that was an exciting game to be at. They, um, I was with my kids. My daughter, Vivian, was making it difficult to watch the game. Come on, Viv. Because in the second quarter, she said, Dad, I want to go home. And I'm like, No, wait. <laughs> but that, That's rough. But is this the game that we did get Roman as yes. a Kings fan? Roman is now a Kings fan. Let's go. And so I did have to shell out some money. I made him a deal. I said, hey, if I get you a De'Aaron Fox jersey, will you be a Kings you fan? You bribed him? To be a Kings fan, I thought you know. I thought it might you know create a good memory, so that when he and your son Maverick are, are doing the podcast later on in life, <laughs> and episode one, they talk about what's your great favorite Kings memory. He could say, "Well, there was this one game against the Thunder." Where my dad, my dad bribed me and he, with the jersey he to bought be a, me fan. a Fox jersey, and, and that's how long you know. That's when I started being a Kings fan. Fair enough. Do you and think it'll last though? Like, is he here to stay? I think we have a chance because, I mean, that game was amazing, right? So he's in the game. Rooting for the Kings. It's not looking good. All of a sudden, we're coming back. He's feeling the crowd's energy. He's getting pumped. And then we ended it with an amazing defensive stop on Chris Paul. We win the game. The music's going off. So he just had this surreal experience that you're yeah. hoping will carry over. And yeah, continue. and it okay. actually has. I mean, the last couple of games, he's rooted for the Kings. And even though we lost to the Knicks the next you know, the next game, yeah, he's so actually, he, he remained loyal. I know we've been... Uh, stalling and putting it off but let's get into that game matt let's get into the game against the knicks that was frustrating where the kings lost to the new york knicks 103 to 101 yeah um 
Now, all right, let's point out there were a couple notable stat lines. Buddy had another nice game, 34 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists in 36 minutes. Barnes bounced back after struggling against the Thunder. Uh, he had 18 points and 5 rebounds and 2 assists. Yeah. Um, Holmes struggled this game, though. He only had 4 points on 1 of 3 shooting and then 5 minutes. What? It's weird. That? I mean, the Knicks big men haven't been really known this year to be creating havoc on anybody, but um, they were they were doing it against us. They they just looked bigger, faster, and stronger. Um, they were getting a lot of offensive rebounds, which the Knicks actually uh, are atop the league in offensive rebounds, which is random since they're so terrible. But um, I mean, we were up most of the game. It was pretty comfortable to watch. The, the crowd was actually kind of just lulled to sleep by how boring the game was. And the mm -hmm. Knicks were terrible. They were just missing every shot, playing no defense. Um, we were more excited for... I was at that game, too. I, I got the fever and got more tickets. Uh, <laughs> which I you got, a I you got a fever to which the only prescription is actually more cowbell. Yeah. So there you go. I If I ever do that again, stop me. Because every time I do that and I, I try... I'm not like, even going to try. There, there's no... Yeah, but every time I do that, we lose. And I feel like it's my <laughs> fault. Um, but anyway, so like we were actually more excited that it was Star Wars night. And there was like little, you know... I don't know, stuff in between timeouts and things. Um, then the game it was so boring. Cause, but then the Knicks just started catching fire. You know, they have some talent on their team. You know, we, the hot hand for them that game was Julius Randle. He right. dropped 26 on 10 of 17 shooting with nine boards and four assists. So yeah. Julius Randle was going off. Yeah. Alfred um, Payton was pretty good in the second half, which, I mean, just if you play fantasy basketball, you know that he can light it up any night. So I don't know. Bagley was, was another mediocre night, just kind of monitoring his comeback. He was 10.7 rebounds in 21 minutes. Yeah. Um, the thing to note here is that the Kings led by as many as 16 points and ended up losing yeah. this game, and that's just frustrating. Uh, it was. I don't feel like our like our ball movement or anything struggled in the second half. We just stopped making shots. Um you know, Barnes had, yeah, Barnes was hitting all kinds of threes in the first half, and in the second half, he had wide open looks, and he was missing those. Joseph missed a wide open three there towards the end. We just, I don't know, we live and die by the three, but I don't know. Our defense wasn't as locked in as it usually is, which um, you know maybe we didn't learn from our mistake against the uh, Bulls and Hornets and Spurs, and maybe we didn't take them seriously. Yeah, so let's talk about the next game, which was tonight against the Golden State Warriors, which saw the Kings defeat the Warriors 100-79 to over there at Oracle Arena in San Francisco. Trounced them. No, they call it the Chase Center now, right? Oh, that's the new right. The Chase Center? The, the new Chase Center. Yeah. That looks really nice. You know what's crazy is that the, the Warriors are so bad, but because of that new arena, I was looking just for kicks. Um, the cheapest ticket is $60. Oh, so you got to shell out some money play. just to go your team go see your team get destroyed. Yeah, and imagine like how many people bought tickets in advance thinking that they were going to be, you know, I mean they don't have clay this year, but they're at least you know, they thought they were going to have Curry and co and company, but because of his injury now they're just absolute garbage. Maybe nobody'll show up on uh Willy bobblehead night. Maybe they can donate them all to like a Christmas charity or something. So. <laughs> throw them in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, throw them in the ocean. So Tonight, uh, Bogey had a really nice game. Uh, he had 25 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and a steal in 29 minutes. Bogey was feeling it tonight. Bogey. He's been feeling it from 3 the last couple nights. He mm -hmm. was 4 or 5, uh, 2 nights in a row. So that's an encouraging. Maybe he's getting uh, past his little uh, his hamstring and his knee injury. Yeah, Maybe that kind of had him in a mini-funk. The other... Uh, 
encouraging thing that was notable was Bagley's improvement. So he was looking much better tonight. He had 17 points on 7 of 13 shooting, 6 rebounds, and 2 assists in only 22 minutes. So he had an efficient 22 minutes tonight, starting to look a little bit more like the Marvin Bagley of old. Yeah, the offense, uh, he wasn't as lost. I don't think we were as lost playing with him. So... Good things, good things from Bagley. Um, and it didn't come at Rashawn Holmes' expense this time because he still right. uh, got to play 25 minutes. I'd like to see Holmes play 30, but he didn't really need to tonight because we were up by so much. But in his 25, he still had nine points, five rebounds, and assists, two steals, and a block. So Yeah, this was a surprisingly easy game for the Kings. I mean, I know you go in thinking we should beat the Warriors, but we never beat teams by 20 We should have destroyed know? the Knicks, too, though. <laughs> right. Yeah, so to... Um, yeah, to have a lead, and we did lose it a little bit in the first half, but we got it back, and then we held it. I mean, granted, the Warriors look absolutely awful. I mean, they had a ton of turnovers. We did too, which is weird. Normally, but twenty-seven when, for the Kings. And yeah, 20 normally for the Warriors, if you have over twenty turnovers, you're not going to win by twenty points. But um, somehow we managed that. I don't know. It's nice to catch a break and just catch a team when they're not playing a good game. You know, it seems like we always catch teams playing their best game against us. Although Denver, I would say they weren't playing their best game against us. Yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah, most often it doesn't seem to fall that way for the Kings this season. You know the what? Kings bleep it. We deserve this win. <laughs> I want that shirt. <laughs> Carmichael Dave. He, yeah. I want that shirt. Hook it up. So uh, the Kings were in control for most of this game. They led by as many as 25 and seemed to pretty much coast. I mean, there were a few lead changes early, but then the Kings just kind of coasted. Yeah. Uh, revenge game for Willie. Not so much. He didn't get his revenge. He did have six steals. He was trying to be the Grinch on us. But, That's an, um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, suck you it, You may Willie. have won the steal battle, but you didn't win the war, Willie. Yeah. Uh, one kind of random stat I noticed is that we outscored them a lot in odd quarters tonight. So okay. in the second and the fourth quarter, we outscored the Warriors by one point respectively, one in the second, one in the fourth. But in the first and third quarter, the Kings outscored the Warriors by 8 and 11. So it was 19 points we outscored them by in odd quarters and only two in even quarters. Kind of random. I mean, I'm sure there was yeah. not a whole lot to that. but uh, Hey, we come out strong in each half maybe. That's a good, uh, that's a good strategy. Just bury them early. Yeah, it was kind of nice to have uh, an 11-point positive deficit in the third quarter, a quarter that has historically not been our best. Is so. that problem behind us now? I hope so. I don't. I haven't really noticed that. We haven't had to talk about it much recently, yeah. so that's a good sign. So, yeah, that was a solid win tonight, and uh, five games this last week. It was The Kings four were busy. Four out of five. Four out of five, though. That's awesome. I yeah. mean, even though the Knicks was a And it could have been five win. out of five. It could have, yeah. It sh- actually should have probably been. Could, yeah. well, we could have been yeah, streaking right now. I know. So let's talk about the upcoming games this next week, Matt. On Tuesday, the 17th, uh, we face Charlotte in mm-hmm. Charlotte. This is, so all three of these games this week are on the road, I should note. Yeah. First game is at Charlotte, and they are 12-17 and 17 right now. Any uh, any thoughts about them? Devontae Graham's been a, a diamond in the rough for them this year. But Yeah, he's good. So we got to watch out for him. Maybe we could put Joseph on him. Now, a cool thing is that De'Aaron Fox is uh, – I don't know if he's probable, but he's on the right. He's on the good side of questionable. He's at least day to day questionable. To yeah, and so the, the news is that he's been working out um, hard the last couple of days with no pain, no setbacks. Okay, which is, uh, I mean, if that happens, that's sooner than expected. Right? Yeah, we're thinking January. even if we get him back next week, that would mm-hmm. be sooner than expected. So yeah. hopefully he doesn't rush back. 
You know, I want to see him back at 100%, but I'm super excited for him to get back on the floor. I read that P.J. Washington, the rookie for Charlotte, is not going to play either. Yeah, he was he have like a fractured finger or something? He has a hand, some yeah. kind of hand injury, I think, that's keeping him out. Right, and if you think back to the time where uh, the Hornets beat us at home, he was a big factor in that game. and so That's true. Yeah, so... And then Friday, uh, we travel to Indiana to take on the eighteen and nine Indiana Pacers. They're a tough team. Yeah, and they even had a. They were like zero and three or zero and four to start the season, and to have that record is is pretty impressive. They've uh, been hot for sure. Um, Indiana yeah. is kind of like us on the East Coast. Like they're a small market. But at home, they're tough. Their their fans really love their basketball. Yeah, and Sabonis has been really good. And Malcolm Brogdon is quietly having a fantastic season yeah, for them. He's a great player. And then Saturday, we wrap it up in Memphis. Mm. Uh, they are the Grizzlies are nine and seventeen. Um, but they're a team that we randomly will occasionally struggle against, you know. And they do have some good players. So yeah. um, that that's going to be interesting because we haven't. You're right. We do randomly struggle against them, but they're totally different this year. They don't have Mike Conley, who's a Kings killer, but he's not on Memphis anymore. Um, we haven't played them with this team, you know, this Kings team. And then they have Ja Morant. They have Ja Morant. They do have uh, team, Jonas so. Valanciunas, and they do have Jaron Jackson Jr. So, I yeah. mean, they do have some offensive talent on that team. Yeah, we'll see how we match um, up. I want to yep. see Fox versus Morant. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's that would be a fun Ooh, matchup. But yeah. I, I would like to see Joseph get in there a little bit on him though too, kind of right. get in his head and rattle him. So that's going to be interesting. Now Luke Walton manages that because if somehow you could just morph Corey Joseph and Darren Fox into the, this one player, that would be like the ultimate just stopper. That's in, a good point sport. because Fox has this game changing speed and offensive ability, but Corey Joseph has established himself as a you know, a defensive stronghold for our team and just shutting down opposing right. guards when we need him to. My fear is that, yes, our offense is going to improve with Fox in there, but if our defense suffers, will it just cancel each other out and will we just be the same team? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I know. And it's hard to to play him next to Fox because it would have to come at Buddy Heald or Bogdanovich yeah, expense. He and so, yeah, and he doesn't score a lot. So if it's a game where we're holding a lead, I could see that maybe. But you're not going to take Fox out. No. No. So And you're not going to take Buddy out most likely. So I don't know. I think Fox has the ability to play defense, though. I mean, he's extremely athletic. And, you know, if the the team as a whole has been playing good defense. So hopefully Fox has been paying attention in practice while he's been hobbled and he should, you know, be able to play some good defense. But yeah, I don't know. It's food for thought. So let's, let's uh, because we know that the Kings listen to us. So, so let's right. set a goal for them this okay. week. Um, I'm going to say two out of three would be good. What do you think? I agree. I think Charlotte and Memphis are very winnable games. Mm-hmm. Indiana's a winnable game. I mean, yeah, they're 18 and nine, but they're an East coast team. I mean, they probably, you know, they play some, some garbage over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, not that Indiana is garbage by any means, but, but I think a, that game will be. I think it'll be close. I think a week where you play three games on the road, two out of three would be solid. That'd be awesome. Yeah. One out of three won't even hurt you, but two out of three. Two out of three would be nice, just because we mentioned earlier there are so many teams in that tight race at the bottom of the Western yeah. Conference playoff race. So you got to think like Portland or San Antonio could start turning it around at any minute. Yep. So. Yep. All right, Matt. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. Let's jump into some news and notes. All right. Wait, what? News. All right, Matt. Who's doing what? News and notes. So Luka Doncic 
is expected to miss two weeks after suffering a sprained ankle against the Heat Saturday evening. It looked worse than that when he rolled his ankle. It looked bad. Yeah, you never know with those ankle injuries. They can be quick heels or or long heels, as we saw with Fox. So Yeah, and one thing I'm curious about is how will the Dallas Mavericks do for a couple weeks without their star player? That's a good point, because I think we're going to learn a lot about them, just like we learned a lot about the Kings. You know, what are they made of outside of Luka Doncic? Um, I think a lot of people believe that maybe the Mavericks are not good without him. Right. Um, but... I don't know. He went out very early in that game, and they actually almost beat the Heat. They took him to overtime. Well, we've seen a couple different instances of players losing, or teams rather, losing star players where the Suns lost Aiton, but then they still did okay. Mm -hmm. But then the Hawks lost John Collins, and they've really struggled. So, you know, like players affect teams differently, and I'm curious to see how it it turns out. Yeah. In other news, the Bucks guard, Eric Bledsoe, is expected to miss two weeks with a fractured fibula. Ouch, that he suffered Friday night versus the Grizzlies. Um, And also, Blake Griffin left Saturday's game against the Rockets with knee soreness and did not return. He's questionable for Monday's game against the Wizards. So He's been kind of quiet lately. I don't hear much about Blake these days. Yeah, he looks kind of old and washed up. (laughs) Which which is funny because he's not that old, but I know. I know, he's had, he's had some injuries. So, well, that wraps it up for news and notes and pretty much for the show this time. Uh, please continue to follow us on Twitter and to subscribe and rate us on whatever podcast app you might be using. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify are the main ones, uh, but a few others as well. And that's all we have for this time. Until next time, I'm Matt, he's Matt, and this is the Sack Lunch Podcast. <laughs>